children of Eorzea. Days ahead. Fingers. Nitroid. Apache smash. Wolves are howling at our gates. But you must rise above and give an interview to Jason Charles Miller. Therefore, the warriors of light will rise and protect the realm. This is Days Ahead. And I'm Nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima Frequency. It is officially, oh my god, it's been, what, one month after MGS Con? Yeah. Yeah, you know what's crazy is I did four conventions in a row, starting with MGS Con. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the week after MGS was San Diego Comic Con. The week after that was... Of course, Fan Fest, and then the week after that was Gen Con. Wow! In Indianapolis, so <laughs> back to back, man. That's that's rough on you. <laughs> yeah, and then for some reason, I decided to have a party the next weekend. <laughs> so it's really like five in a row. This weekend, I ain't doing anything. Yeah, it's like, all you got is a podcast. We should be fine. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like really checked out. After MGS Con, I definitely couldn't have done three more conventions. Yeah. I just can't handle the lifestyle. Oh, I'm bummed. I left MGS Con early because, I mean, not super early, but semi early. I left before the dance party broke out. Oh, you missed my DJ set, bro. Oh. <laughs> well, what happened was, and I don't, you know, look, it was a first year con. Yeah. But what happened is they moved the costume contest to right in front of my booth oh so all of a sudden like i was kind of trapped and i couldn't talk to anyone anymore and everyone was just kind of standing in front of my booth with their back to me Uh watching the costume contest and i thought well a lot of people a lot of (laughs) other guests have left already it's probably okay if i leave now and i went to the organizer i was like uh you know Take a look here. It's probably okay if I look. But yeah. then uh, I saw some footage later of the friggin' the dance-a-thon, and I was a little jealous. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. <laughs> I had some FOMO leaving early. So next year I will not leave early. I definitely wanted you to hear my. Uh, I have a mashup that's Rules of Nature and Dead Mouse, uh, like Cthulhu's sleeps track that he does, and it's just oh, like cool. it just turns that into this like really dancey like electro version of it, and it sounds fucking awesome. People were getting down to it. It was awesome. Nice. I'll definitely send you that. So uh, I was waiting till we that that needle dropped where we were going to start talking about rules of nature. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Getting right into it. <laughs> Didn't take long. Let's just get that out of the way right now. Yeah. Try my best not to be a Final Fantasy fangirl right now. I got my fan fest coat on. I was gung ho about today. I did see the sacrifice right before this interview, um, but I'm holding it back just because this is a Metal Gear podcast. But um. <laughs> Yeah, so for those who don't know, Jason Charles Miller, um, a man of many talents, is also known for uh, one of the most iconic tracks in Metal Gear, the Rules of Nature song from Metal Gear Rising. I guess, like, where do we even begin with that? Like, did you did you expect this to kind of become a meme as it has? No, and what's really crazy is I missed 
the height of it being a meme, like mm-hmm. rules of nature goes with everything and yeah. all of that. Because I think a lot of people didn't realize that it was me until later. And so uh, I never got tagged in anything until mm. much later. But I mean, I, de- I definitely enjoyed looking back at it and seeing all the all the videos people made with like, you know, <laughs> the chorus of rules of nature and then like people smashing stuff or yeah. whatever, you know, <laughs> robots exploding, like you name it. Um, so no, I didn't think it was going to be um, – but what's interesting is I also am the voice of Guy in uh, the Street Fighter franchise, and he's another meme of profound sadness. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I just discovered that while I was doing my research. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's not my first – it ain't my first rodeo, I guess, as a meme. Yeah. <laughs> the Rising one, that just took on a life of its own, like uh, – I'm a, I mean, given that I'm like a huge Metal Gear fan, it was shocking to me that my kids were hearing about the meme, not from me, but from other kids at their school. That must have been great as a dad. I was just like, where? Yeah. Like, I never showed you. You're like, I'm cool. I'm a cool dad now. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're getting a little too old to think I'm cool. It's getting <laughs> harder and harder to hang on to that. But it was it's just crazy <laughs> that, that they're getting it from other places and not me. Yeah. Right. So it's everywhere. And Rising is like a cool like jump off point into Metal Gear. Like if that's like your first entry, you're just like, hell yeah, you know, like it's this awesome action game with this badass soundtrack and stuff. And you're like, oh, okay, this was like one of the spinoffs. So, you know, like just going in, I I have known people that they started with that, you know, and then they're like, oh, what's this other Metal Gear stuff? And it's just, you know, it's, yeah, like, it's just this like wild grindhouse thing. Yeah, it's fun. There was a uh, there was a post that went viral, like I want to say like a week or so ago. Where this guy, he said he was on Tinder and he put his interest as like Metal Gear or something like that. Mm-hmm. And the girl asked, hey, what's your favorite Metal Gear? Mine is Metal Gear Solid 2. And he said, well, mine is Rising. And she like immediately unmatched. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's-, <laughs> there, it's different strokes out here, you know? I mean, right. I don't know. They should have given it a shot. They should have given it a shot. You know, sometimes it's opposites attract out here. I think it could have been beautiful. That's what I'm saying. That would have worked. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> It's um so it's interesting to see how, you know, it's the game has sort of taken a life of its own and especially in regards to the music. Yeah. I mean, MGS Khan, you saw that, you know, the rising folks had their own kind of space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And folks really celebrated it. So were the folks at Platinum like, I don't know, <laughs> were they were they fans of your music or or were they like how, how did that initial like connection work out? I mean, it's been a while, but the the best way that I remember it is that um, my friend Tina Guo, who is like now like one of the most famous cellists in the world, she recommended me for this. And Logan Mater from the band Machine Head already knew me, so he kind of gave the you know the thumbs up, mm-hmm. and then. Um, when I got and I think they sent me a demo with other lyrics on it. You guys know about this, right? That like originally it wasn't called Rules of Nature. It's sort of like a it's locked and loaded, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. So from what I remember, I believe I sang like a small portion of it as locked and loaded as my audition sent it in, and then got the got the gig that way yeah yeah that sample's floating around is it me or is it a demo a different singer 
Oh man, it's been a while since I've heard it. I I think it's it sounds like you, but I don't. I kind of feel if I'm wrong, I'm gonna feel like an ass. Yeah, I, mean, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know um, which one it is. You know. Do you have that like save somewhere nitroid or? Uh, it's all, it'll take two seconds. It's on YouTube. Mm. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I was admittedly I was trying not to drop the Godhead name, but I was just wondering if maybe somebody at Platinum was like, "We need to get that guy." So it could have been. I mean, that's where Tina knew me from originally, and you know, um, for for your younger listeners, <laughs> I was in a band called Godhead once, and we played the Ozfest in the year of two thousand and one. <laughs> we're look, we're all born before 1992. So yeah, trust me, we're we're oldies, we get it. But yeah, so Godhead was was um like our biggest years, I would I mean, we started in 94, but our biggest years were like 2000 to 2004. Mm-hmm. Um sort of like our height of popularity. So you know, Godhead was already kind of on its decline or maybe we had already stopped at that point of of recording um for metal gear but uh people still knew me from that mm-hmm. you know probably more so than they do today now everyone knows me as the rules of nature guy mm-hmm. and the final fantasy 14 guy which i'm totally fine with yeah that's not a bad rap sheet <laughs> I, I guess i guess i'll say it and get it out of my system but i know yes! you because of something else um <laughs> which i'm a huge fan of which is vampire the masquerade um oh. you you because you did like the uh the promo for creating a character when i first got into vampire because i got into it really late i learned how to make my first character by watching you do it nice and i and I, I, lo- I love that game now like I, I run that game um as as often as i can to be honest and like uh jason call is like one of my personal heroes um oh, great. i just i just like so I, I mean, I'm not going to ask you what he's like because you're going to say he's really nice. Like you're not going to be like that guy's an asshole. So that's kind of like a a dumb question. But I guess I'll ask: Is he actually a vampire? I believe he is. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him in daylight. So do with that what you will. These are the real questions. Yeah, definitely some masquerade violations. Yeah. So there's a show on. There's a show um, that I hosted for Geek and Sundry called Starter Kit, and each season was a different game and season five was uh was vampire the masquerade and i know all of it is on amazon prime but i'm not sure are all of the episodes of learning how to play vampire now on youtube there's only that one on youtube i believe if you if you have amazon prime i think the whole season where we actually run through a campaign and then run through learning more of it i believe you can find that on on prime I didn't. I didn't know that actually. I'm going to check it out because I do have Amazon Prime because I hate waiting more than a single second for something that I order. <laughs> exactly. Same. But you. But you were also on LA by Night, which is like. Mm-hmm. So I played the. I played the the Bloodlines game in 2020, and I was like, "This is one of the greatest games ever made." I can't believe no one's ever heard of this. Uh, when <laughs> obviously everyone else is over it because I. That's how I kind of get into video games years after the fact. Um, <laughs> sure. And and so I just uh, someone was like, "Oh yeah, it's a tabletop game," and I'm like. What what do you mean? It's a video game. Um, so I I knew nothing about it, and I just searched on like YouTube people playing Vampire the Masquerade, and there's a there's a like fully produced show called LA by Night, and you were on that as well, and you were a werewolf, mm-hmm. um, which yes. is super powerful and scary. 
which is one of the big reasons why I never came back. Cause I was always like, Jason, when am I coming back? He's like, if I brought you back, you would kill the entire party. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and good point. Good point. But werewolf 5.0 is, you know, now out. So who knows? Maybe we'll do some, uh, some streams of that, um, as well. I, d- I do have to say you really do suit being a werewolf. Thanks. Thank it you. Worked. Well, definitely worked. <laughs> Right, I got it out of my system. I got the vampire okay. mask right. right out of my system. <laughs> awesome. Dude, honestly, when you said that, I thought you were going to talk about us commiserating on like listening to like the Queen of the Damned soundtrack in our teens. But yeah, no, I'm not. I, maybe one day, Jason, I'll tell you a cool story about that. But I know that track really well, <laughs> and I'm not saying it on the show. Not doing it. Oh wow! All right. I mean, I'm glad you know. All right, f- all right. Fuck no, it. No, we're all among no, friends. No, 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 that's okay. <laughs> Jeez, oh, I'm happy that you know you discovered your manhood to that song. That's great. How did you know? How did he know? <laughs> I could tell. I could tell by the tone. <laughs> Fingers cut out. <laughs> All right. No, no, don't leave it in. By the way, I got that locked and loaded track up in uh, the cool. live chat. If you did want to check it, it's time stamped right to when the the lyrics kick in. It sounds different to me. It sounds a little higher pitch like register but I, i'll be I able know. to tell you right away if it's me like, or yeah not. exactly so, yeah let, let's you know let's my bets no yeah once i heard it again i was like i'm not sure but yeah, yeah that's the one that's floating around i mean if that's the prototype they sent you it wouldn't make sense if you were the one to have already sung it that's i mean i guess i don't know yeah <laughs> right but you never know yeah. if this is the one they sent me or if this was my audition gotcha. okay hold on checking it i'm listening right now cool Got it. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely not me. So that's either a demo singer or maybe it's um the composer and like he mm. melodyne his voice in there or something. Yeah. Sometimes people do that. So definitive that is not me. Cool. Mystery solved. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. They kind of sent you like a, a prototype track and then from there you turned it into that. That's that's neat. Because, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was like a pre-existing track before that, you know, you guys had done. And then they're like, ooh, we like this song. Can we use it in our game? Or if it was more of the, you know, the other way around, you know, kind of happens weird with video games that way sometimes. They'll just like go to a back catalog, you know? No, these were all, um, you know, pre-written or, mm. you know, for the game. Yeah. So. Yeah, very story related with a lot of the stuff too. So it makes sense that that's the way it went yeah. down. It kind of reminds me of like, I know with some of the um, Final Fantasy 14 tracks, they'll mm-hmm. modify the lyrics and like the teaser trailer at FanFest and then they'll readjust them. Like, I think they did that for the Endwalker trailer. I wonder if it's going through the same process. I wouldn't know. But <laughs> speaking of which, um, you did mm-hmm. mention 14. We were. Uh... Did I or did you? <laughs> <laughs> 14 segue. Get there. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let her cook. All right. Everybody needs to get something off their chest today. Um, first and foremost, um, I know we discussed at MGS Con that you play Dragoon. Yeah. I don't know how you do it, man. I am like struggling right now. Um, I just got mine to 80, so I'm trying to do, like, the Shadowbringers content, um, like, raids and trials and things like that. And it's just been an absolute struggle trying to keep up my combos. Yeah, I so uh, right now I'm, like, level 54, and I'm just finishing um, A Realm Reborn. Uh, In fact, I'm about to fight, I believe, Gaius. 
<gasps> Holy shit. Yeah. I just fought his, like, a sit, you know, his uh, sort of, I want to say assistant, but like. His, like, simp assistant. Uh. Yeah. She's in all white <laughs> armor. I can't remember her name right now. Olivia. It took me, like, 15 times. So, yeah. It, dragoon, being a dragoon is tough. It took, it, I was, it took me a long time to get to her. And then when I finally, uh, you know, defeated her, and then I saw that to fight Gaius was right after that. I had to stop playing. I was like, I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Uh, you're, yeah, you're definitely hitting the climax there. Um, that particular dungeon with Gaius, uh, me and Apache, we've done that. Like how many times Apache? Hundreds, hundreds of times. Hundreds of hundreds of times. Uh, right, well, I, might, I might be calling you then for help because I don't think I can do it with these NPCs. Yeah, if you need a party, these people are they're, they're playing all the time on there. So I will be there no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> all right, awesome. <laughs> Birth of his child, he'll just whip out a laptop. But um, yeah, I mean, as 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 far as I'm concerned, you know, we're talking about ARR. Um, I know. And um, in Final Fantasy ARR, you were Raubon. Right, and as yeah. far as I'm concerned, you know, the man who swung. The- oh, <sighs> I want to talk about this, but I don't want to so- spoil the you, game. You, you yeah, all spoiled spoil it me. for the person who said the words. <laughs> uh, I, I'm so sorry. That's I'm not so going to spoil it. Yeah, you're not spoiling it for me. I know what happens. He <laughs> <laughs> but- did have to say the lines. <laughs> yeah, it's like you did. You, you are him. <laughs> I've heard voice actors. I've heard stories of voice actors like playing the game like ten years later, and they're like, "I totally forgot what happened." But yeah. your Raubon swung the sword at a specific character. So yeah. as far as I'm concerned, you are the real Raubon, and I would love to be there when you see that moment. But Thank you know, you. I know your time is um your time is precious. But we would love to help you with anything in fourteen and. Uh, eventually, me and Apache are actually going to get married in that game, and we would love for you to come to our wedding. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, I'll come. <laughs> yes. Sweet. This was, this was fun. This just went up to like my probably my favorite episode we've ever done. It's not finished yet. <laughs> um, you, you, all right. So, you, you, uh, this whole, this whole episode was just one big elaborate ruse to invite him to your wedding, wasn't it? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you worked on, um, Obviously, you've worked on World of Warcraft and you've worked on Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. So, for a start, mm-hmm. like, which one do you think's better? Oh my god, don't do that! <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I'm just, just joking. Right I've got, it. I've got, I've got, I've got a nice. I won't ask you that. I won't ask you to say that. I, I've got a nicer one. You okay. actually worked on like categorically the the best expansions of World of Warcraft. So the new way to determine <laughs> if an expansion for WoW is good is to see if you worked on it, and then if you didn't, it's bad. <laughs> because <laughs> you worked on legion and wrath and they're like without a doubt the best expansions and no one will disagree with me on earth Thank i can't so yeah I, I i can't disagree on that either and i know that he knows that we're not just brown nosing because we talked about in, at warcraft at mgs con uh and how if you're new in warcraft people kick you out of the fucking group and if you're new in final fantasy 14 they will just, you know, help you, help you and enjoy, <laughs> appreciate you as a sprout. Come, so, come to your house, do your laundry, send your money on PayPal, like check in with you every day, make sure you're okay. Like, yeah, no, people are, are quite nice in 14, I'd say. They really are. Yeah. I love the support from the 14 community. They're pretty, pretty special. Um, 
That being said, though, uh, I have done some work recently for Blizzard on the music side, mm-hmm. which is uh, so I have a uh, I have a project called Resodrone yeah. uh, with my my friend Jameson Boaz, and we uh, wrote and and recorded three songs for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. That yeah. was kind of our first release. Mm-hmm. I love those tracks too. Like that's uh, that's my jam. Like that just real like industrial heavy like electronic type yeah. you know, with the metal influence. Like fuck yes, that that whole soundtrack like as a whole was just yeah. Killer, that soundtrack man. is underrated. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I, you. I, I I try. I like aspire to make music that good. Like <laughs> it's good stuff. But what we've done most recently is Blizzard hired us to help promote Diablo 4. And so we actually did six remixes of a classic Diablo soundtrack uh, score and uh, remixed them lo-fi style. And they're all on the Diablo YouTube channel. They will be on Spotify eventually, too. But um, so you'll have to check those out. I don't know why they don't call them Diablo-fi, but they call them <laughs> oh, that's Diablo, Diablo Lo-fi. Um, and there's six different videos from like six different compositions that we did consisting of – so like each video has five remixes in it mm. of, of different pieces from Diablo 1, 2, 3, and 4. That's so, awesome. We had a blast doing that. Are, are they more like from the ground up built like covers or were you like sampling the original stuff and like adding stuff or how did that, or if you can't talk about it, that's fine too. <laughs> no, 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 I can't. We sampled when we could, mm-hmm. but like the, like the separated tracks from anything from like Diablo one and two, mm-hmm. they're just unavailable. They probably yeah, the don't, stems, don't like, even yeah. exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those yeah. stems are gone. <laughs> so... Like hats off to Jameson, like on that Tristram song, he replayed the guitar. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's pretty much uh, how you have to do it these days. Just like reinterpolate and just cover it pretty much. Yeah. 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 So um later we were able to get samples from like three and four, although and then maybe MIDI files. I think we got some MIDI files, which mm-hmm. certainly helped. Oh yeah. But <laughs> we were we were on our own for a lot of it, you know, and um if you know anything about music and uh, you know, you'll know the different levels of, of complexity that go along with that, that mm-hmm. someone at the marketing department at Blizzard may or may not realize how complicated it is, yeah. you know, but the music department does. So they were, mm-hmm. the music department was helping us every step of the way. And, and, you know, there are different music departments for every game yeah. at Blizzard. I mean, it, it's, it's dizzying how many people, uh, are there. Yeah, because it's so, like a whole taste and just a, a curated, you know, sound. So it's just, yeah, different groups of people are going to excel better at different genres and stuff and what's needed. Yeah, it's like a, a mm-hmm. brand management thing. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so so that was really cool. Um, and then as far as Resodrone's concerned, we just put out an album's worth of instrumental metal music for a game called Gods of Metal Ragnarok, which is which is a role-playing game. And, uh, but, but as part of the Kickstarter promotion and bonuses, if they got to a certain level, uh, we put out an hour's worth of instrumental music that you can listen to while you're playing the game. Yes. But as an added bonus, I got some, I got some 
like really established famous guitar players to play solos mm. in some of the songs. So I got George Lynch from Dokken to play a solo. I got Ernie C from Body Count. Um, I got uh, Robert Sarzo from Hurricane. I got all these like really awesome like metal soloists to solo over top of our of our song. So it's that's awesome. It's not what people would necessarily expect from Resodrone, but it's certainly it's a standalone thing that's super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome to be able to do that and just have these little side projects where like, yeah, this is yeah, this isn't what you normally might expect, but like you know, here's this though. And it's, yeah, yeah, that's man. Like the the amount of music that you've put out and just yeah, and just the different genres and stuff. I mean, you, you yeah, I've read like you've kind of come from more like the like the country background of things and did some of that too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I've got several solo country albums out. Um, now my solo material is a little heavier again. It's more like southern rock. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I tour, I have three guitar players, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I went, God had had seven albums. And when God had started to slow down, I wanted to do some solo material that was completely different. You mm-hmm. know, I, I didn't want to stay in the same genre. I wanted yeah. to do something different. And growing up in the woods of Virginia, I kind of had a lot of this country music in me that I wanted to get out, you know? What parts of Virginia? I'm in Richmond. I grew up in Clifton, Virginia, in okay. Fairfax County, yeah. which is close to D.C., mm-hmm. but it's it's far enough away that I had some friends that would never go to D.C. I would go to D.C., as soon as I got my license, I would yeah. go to DC almost every weekend to see bands play. As I was say, were you at U Street? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, in Georgetown and uh, Club Asylum and the Nine Thirty Club, and mm-hmm. um, uh, there's tons of music up there for sure. Yeah, that's a good spot. For there that. was there was a place called Dante's, which then Dante opened the Black Cat, and I think the Black yes. Cat is still there. Mm-hmm. Black Cat is still there. Um, so. And also, I like to point out, when I tell people I grew up in Clifton, they go, oh, you grew up rich. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. There were no rich people there then. Yeah. Like, it was just woods. Our neighbors had pigs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, know? my God. There's uh, so many places in Nova you can say that where you're just like, 20 years ago, this was just forest. Like, Yeah. Apparently, it's like, it's like a haven. Apparently, it's a haven for for the mega rich now or something, but it is, but it isn't, it wasn't when I was growing up. I swear to God. <laughs> kind of want to loop that back around to, uh, you know, MGS con, you know, just being such a success. I, I know the, uh, the, the, the cosplay contest pushed you out there. We, we did have to change rooms for that because it was way too hot in the panel room to do the uh, cosplay shit. That's what, that's what ended up happening. That's why that switched up on you. But, uh, other than that, man, did, did you have a pretty good time at the convention? I know you did the, uh, the music panel with all those other composers. I mean, that, that was a real treat to listen to that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had an amazing time. It was a great convention. Um, the, the music, the music panel was, was awesome and it was amazing to be there, um, you know, with everybody. And the funny, the funniest thing though, was when, uh, the MC was listing off of Harry Gregson Williams's credits, right? Mm-hmm. And you know he was he was saying like you know he wrote music for The Rock and like he was list, listing all these like am- amazing uh, movies. But then the last movies he said and he goes and all four Shrek films. Yeah. <laughs> and then ever and and then everyone kind of laughed, you know, because yeah. you just weren't expecting that. And then. 
I'm sitting next to him and he and he goes, why are they laughing? You know, oh, like he wow. would, no. and, I, and I was like, because everybody oh my loves God. Because everyone loves Shrek. Like he thought he thought that people were kind of <laughs> laughing at him. And I was like, no, no, no. It's just everybody loves Shrek. Yeah. And you know, uh, no, I don't think anyone was laughing uh, laughing at him. But but for like a split second, he was borderline offended, thinking yeah. that people were oh, laughing geez. at his credits. It's just that juxta- juxtaposition. I was just saying that yeah. it's the juxtaposition exactly. of the rock, all the serious ass music, and then Shrek, and then this. You know, everybody Shrek. just everybody immediately thinks of like Smash Mouth. But no, it's like it's the score underlying. You know, all that stuff underlying. You know, that's that's actually yeah. really complex no, dude, orchestrated music. Like. <laughs> Yeah, I think you know. I think they were listening. They were like, work. you know, he's worked on music, you know, for the Rock, Enemy of the State, you know, uh, you know, it, you know, the Spy Game, yeah, Metal and Gear, and all Shrek. Yeah. You know what I mean? Guaranteed, so, yeah. there's a dude in the audience who thinks he wrote All Star now. Yeah, exactly. Pro- oh, oh <laughs> absolutely, yep. absolutely. Yeah, him being able to, to compose that type of stuff as well as this serious, you know, Metal Gear style music. I mean, that just shows his versatility. And, and you know, the same goes for you, man. Between the Resodrone stuff and you know just all these different genres it's, it's really cool to see all these like awesome musicians together on one stage giving a panel so that was that was like I said that was like a big highlight for me seeing that all come together thanks yeah yeah um I was I was really happy to to be there and um you know hope we do it again next year yeah we're trying we're uh we're already getting the gears going on that cool yeah and hopefully the location will be Am I spoiling it? If I say the location will be better. Yeah. Well, no, it'll, well, be, a, it'll be a cooler environment <laughs> with more. Here's air. the yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, living in LA as long as I have now, that is the location where all conventions start. Mm-hmm. Literally every convention starts in that hotel. Yeah. And sometimes they never, sometimes they never leave. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then other times they move on to like the biggest convention centers in the world. So don't yeah. worry. Like that's where you got to start when mm-hmm. you're, when you're in LA. So yeah. it can only go up from there. And it wasn't bad. No, it all. wasn't bad. Yeah. We just had, they're like HVAC was just fucked up. That, that's like the literally only complaint that I pretty much heard from everybody. It's just like, yeah, we could have used a better AC and just, yeah, it was kind of musty smelling. Yeah, shout yeah. out to the industrial fan that was running, keeping that place tolerable. Yeah. 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 Shout out for whoever decided to put it beside our booth. Yeah. I think it was a lifesaver. Yeah. Afterwards, I've been saying like, oh yeah, it was fine. It was fine. And we literally had the fan like on our booth the whole time. So, Oh uh, like, yeah. What's everybody complaining about? Gosh. Yeah, dude. That entire yeah. DJ set, I, I just had to just keep taking off my headphones and just like turning around and just wiping my entire face with my shirt and then throwing them back on. It was just, it was getting gross up there. Oh man. Dude, you look like you ran a marathon. That's how I was like, guys, if we do this in the panel room, we're going to have people fainting and passing out. And just like, that's how I was like, no, guys, we got to shift this over into the main room. And that yeah, offer would have been toast. Yeah, <laughs> that's like that's something you probably deal with a lot, too. It's just like crowds and doing all these touring things and stuff, you know, just people getting too hot and passing out. And Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah trying to take care of people you know just you, like you, you know at a convention too you know everybody's been on their feet all day everybody's exhausted and dehydrated and then it's like rave time <laughs> it's like in a hot room right like, what could happen next so yeah did, did anybody pass out no i think uh, yeah i think had we done it in the other room we would have seen that with the cosplays and all that like it was just way too stuffy in there it wasn't enough airflow but it, it worked with the fans in there you know so i think i didn't hear of any injuries or yeah, any fainting or anything. So I think we're all clear. Okay, great. Yeah, I was gonna say that that made me happy. I was like, I can't be responsible yeah. for this. That would make me feel bad if I just see people start dropping during like it's like rules of nature collapse. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Thud. Yeah. So 
Yeah, that was a blast, man. Just playing all that Metal Gear music and just all the remixes and stuff over the years that I've made out there, and just you know, just that was like the cool, like the coolest crowd to play that too. You know, they they all like really yeah. got. Oh yeah. For such a big anthem like Rules of Nature, like just yeah. hearing the whole crowd just all singing on the chorus the first time around, I was just like, yes, you know, like, ah, <laughs> yeah, you're making me so I I wish I hadn't left. Yeah, but, I, I'm uh, editing the video version of it now. I'll have it like fully up. I'll definitely send it your way when it's when it's all said and done. And I've got like multiple camera angles of of people. You know, they've all been like posting it in the group folder. So that that'll be coming out soon. I'll definitely send that your way so you can check out those moments. Yeah, the crowd fucking loved it, man. They were, yeah. I wish you could have been there for sure, but I get it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I feel bad now because I was one of the people that was like, I think it'll be okay if you leave. Oh, no. <laughs> if only I had known, I would have stayed. But I d- it definitely felt, I-, I didn't know that that was happening. And it definitely felt like, or at least maybe I think someone told me that the costume contest was the last thing. Mm. So that's why I thought I could leave. But, gotcha. Uh, no worries at all, man. Like I said, we'll, I'm DJing next year too, so it'll be fine. <laughs> all right. Sweet. Sweet. You were one of like the last guests to leave, so you can't you can't feel bad anyway. Like loads of them left way early than you, so. Okay, good. Yeah, I get I get Iron Man points. I don't know, man. I I did have a bunch of them on stage at that point <laughs> during <laughs> no, the DJ yeah, set, yeah, yeah, but yeah. then no, a lot of people did dip though. You're right. <laughs> they they left like right after that moment. They were like, okay, let's go. <laughs> Time to dip. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm going to be uh, streaming in about an hour uh, every Monday and Wednesday. I do acoustic shows on my uh, on my Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. If I'm in town, uh, I stream from seven to nine, you know, Pacific time, and I do actually do an acoustic version of Rules of Nature if it's requested. That's awesome. So, uh, so, so, and, oh, dude, I would love to hear that. Check out his stream. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can, you t- can today. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna hear that. Tune in tonight. That. Come request there, it. <laughs> that is a thing I can do. <laughs> What's the Twitch channel? Uh, it's just it's Jason Charles Miller. Okay, yeah. sweet. Yeah, I'll definitely uh, send people that way, and we'll, we'll put that in the description of the episode too. Great. Last Wednesday, I was pretty drunk because it was my birthday, um, which has no bearing on this show. But um, I happened to be <laughs> chilling in your stream afterwards, and obviously, like you're doing the the requests. So I was like, oh, what what songs can you request? And I'm like, you know, half a bottle of rum deep at this point and i'm looking through and you've got like a really eclectic choice of music but there's one song on there that like i didn't expect to see at all and it's a song that i really love and it's called uh your love by the outfield i'm like no way does he sing this i'm gonna request it but i was so drunk that all i did was donate money to your paypal <laughs> so I tried, but I was like, You're sitting there going like, "Why uh, aren't you playing it?" <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I just like I was like, I've definitely done that wrong. Yeah. But like, that's such a strange song to have on your uh, on your like uh, repertoire for for the request nights. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got some some interesting ones on there, you know, and people suggested a lot in my Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a Discord too, so if anyone on Discord wants to to jump on over i guess i can put an invite or something yeah throw it in the live chat yeah include in the episode description too if you want great yeah i'd love to get more people in there um yeah certainly discord's great for just music stuff and just you know promoting and just getting to know your fans and chilling and stuff it's yeah it's great that's a that's like a a weird one-hit wonder because like they're they're an english band but everywhere they played in england people were just like you sound like Journey, fuck off. And then they went to America and became massive. With the, well, they, they had a one at one day, only in America, though, right? 
<laughs> right, right. Uh, it was a song on Rock Band, and it was the first song that I sang on Geek and Sundry on Rock Band with Felicia Day. Mm-hmm. And so the song just always stuck in my head. Yeah. Um, and that's why I added it to that's, my list. That now it makes perfect sense why it's on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I genuinely love that song. Oh, cool. So I, I w- meant to ask this, you know, you have these stories about sort of networking, sort of more traditional artists with, um, you know, more nerdy pu- publications and endeavors for your music projects. Do you sometimes feel like a, uh, for lack of a better term, nerd liaison when trying to like, you know, talk to your musician friends about, hey, this is a project for this game. This is the significance. Or is it one of those situations where it's like a project is a project? It's a little bit of both. If it's, yeah, I mean, I do definitely like to explain to people what it is, but like, like even explaining. So when I was a host on Geek and Sundry, even trying trying to explain what Twitch was to people that now it's way easier because many more people know what Twitch is, Mm -hmm. but just explaining that to people early on was difficult. You know, I'd be like, well, it's kind of like local cable access. (laughs) More people are watching it. Like it it will be worth your while to do this, you know, just stuff like that. Um, And then with the way I would explain to people watching, um, tabletop role-playing games on Twitch. I was like, you know how like (laughs) late at night on ESPN, they show people playing poker and people watch that and people are like, yeah, I go, it's kind of like that, but we're playing Dungeons and Dragons instead. They're like, oh, okay. I I think I get it. You know, of course now, you know, it's much easier to explain, Mm -hmm. like I said, because of the success of all of it. Yeah. But but yeah, or in early days, I definitely feel like I'm a, a nerd ambassador. You know, yeah, <laughs> that's a better name for a nerd ambassador. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, it's 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 an interesting position to be in. I mean, you know, I I'm a fan of folks you worked with on sort of both sides of the God for lack. I'm 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 not thinking of good terms today, but I just see your repertoire and how it how many folks you've worked with both on sort of like the normie side and the nerdy side. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, it's interesting kind of being in the middle there, right? Um, it must be a fun position to be there. So yeah. Nerd ambassador <laughs> sounds good to me. Yeah. It's cool. And then, you know, sometimes people from the music world will discover me um, kind of like on that, that show starter kit, I have, I have a few friends that I only know from the music world that were like, uh, I came across this video and all of a sudden you're hosting it and I didn't know what I was watching. And you know what I mean? Like, it's pretty cool when, when people that only know me from one section of their lives, discover me in another, in another section, you know, that's, yeah. I mean, like, for me personally, I'd pretty much known you from, you know, the Metal Gear stuff. And then, you know, they told me that you're, I haven't played too much of Final Fantasy XIV myself, but, you know, they told me how much you had done with that. And just, you know, I was looking at all your credits and I was just like, damn, man, this guy's been involved with a ton of shit. Like, it's, it's really impressive, man. Yeah, dude, we're, we're here talking about video games and he's, I mean, you've toured with like every band I grew up with. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I guess the, I, the main, the main thing is luck, right? You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> I, I feel extremely lucky 
And um, I mean, of course, you have to be prepared when mm-hmm. the luck comes your way. Yes. Yep. Uh, but it's such an intangible thing that it's so hard for me to explain to people how things happen for me. And I think that what it is, is if you do a good job and you show up on time and you're a pleasant person to work with, mm-hmm. like things eventually will open up for you and things will start to happen for you in the field that you want to work in. Um, and it all happens at different times and it, it's all very intangible. But like, for example, if you were to ask me how I got the remix job mm-hmm. for Diablo, it's not through my voice acting at all. It's not because I worked on Diablo three or mm-hmm. worked on world of Warcraft. It's because the woman at the marketing department at Blizzard, who's only worked there for a year, I worked with her on a web musical eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, called Muzzled. Mm-hmm. And she knew that I could do this job. And so mm-hmm. therefore, when the idea of doing the remixes came up, she called me first mm-hmm. and asked if it was something that I could do. Yeah. So – you know, but that's, I didn't audition for it. You know what yeah, I mean? I didn't exactly. like, it was, it was all because of other work that I've done before. So like, that's what, if, if you want to, and I know the, no one's, no one's asking me how to, if, how to work in this business or whatever, but if you want to work in the entertainment business, that's kind of how it is. You just have to sort of get out there and, you know, the web musical we did for almost no money. It was a project that I did on the side, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, that, begat other work. And so, you know, if Tina Guo hadn't have recommended me for Metal Gear, I probably wouldn't have gotten that. And if yeah. uh I did audition for Raubon through an American agency, but then, you know, they switched the entire cast to England. They wanted to have for the for the for the English speaking cast, they wanted them to be, they wanted them to be, you know, more uh more British sounding. So they recast the entire game. Mm-hmm. But that same agency also knew that I was a singer. So when they were looking for American singers, they recommended me again to the music department this time. Mm-hmm. And that's how, and that's how I got it. You know, so it, once again, I, they didn't know that I was route the music department that hired me to sing Shadowbringers did not know that I was Raubon until they already <laughs> recorded me and the song was out and thank god because maybe they would have been like well uh, we're <laughs> oh no i'm so i'm so glad that didn't happen you we don't want Ralbon singing this actually yeah, I might right. be a little... <laughs> yeah or, or you were the old Ralbon and you're not yeah. Ralbon anymore mm-hmm. so but, you know what i mean so like i kind of like i don't ever bring that up to yoshi p or anything like, you know what I mean? <laughs> we're just gonna leave that one not that me and yoshi p are always hanging out but you yeah. know what i mean like sure. if i see him at events and stuff i'm not gonna be like hey isn't it funny you know i don't i'm not bringing <laughs> Yeah, don't um, draw attention to that. Just let it ride. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And that's sort of like their thing. And now everyone knows and they joke about it a little bit. You know yeah. what I mean? And the fans certainly know. Like even at FanFest, like people brought me Raubon things, which mm-hmm. is really nice, you know, and, and really cool. Uh, but I guess in conclusion, like what I'm saying is just like, uh, you know, doing the work and and um and just putting yourself out there is like 90% of it mm-hmm. and then the other 10% is luck you know mm-hmm. like it, it's 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 almost all luck once it gets down to wh- 
what jobs you get, you know, but then you've got, you've got to have, it's like, what do you do with that luck when you get it? Mm-hmm. I guess is really the, and that's the yeah. What you said, like you, you have to be prepared when that opportunity comes around, you know, and like, they're like, Hey, we need you for this. And like, do you, can you do it? And you're like, uh, yeah, like, you know, I, I can pull off that track or whatever. And just like the whole networking side of it. I mean, I, I just, you know, heard you list off. It's like, Oh, and then this person knew this person, they knew that guy. And so they brought me in. It's like, that seems to be a huge element to it too, that I've, I've kind of found in my own, you know, trying to get into the industry stuff where I'm, I'm just now talking with some people in LA and like submitting tracks and stuff now. So it's, it's definitely, I agree and subscribe to that. It's like, you know, just being consistent and being likable and, and easy to work with and that, that type of stuff. I mean, yeah. I've probably got over like 50 metal gear tracks uh, out on my YouTube that I've just done remixes or covers of it's, I've just gotten those network connections nice and healthy now to where, you know, they, they do like to work with me and they help me out on my music projects and stuff. So I'm just now starting to, you know, get the official side of it now too. And I've, I did like a Contra remixes for them and, um, like, you know, they sent me like the official files before the game came out and got the stems and shit. So awesome. they've been really fun to work with on that side of things. But, uh, yeah, that's great. Well, I mean, look, so the reason I, I wrote the theme song to critical role, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're all voice, we were all voice actors together mm-hmm. who, and, and, uh, Matt told me about how they were going to do this show and, I didn't, I did the song for free. I didn't know mm-hmm. the, the show. None of us knew the show was, they didn't know the show was going to become that big. Yeah. No one knew. Yeah, They're like, awesome. we're just going to try it. And I said, do you need a theme song? Mm-hmm. I've got this sort of like fantasy theme in my head that I've had for years that I've yeah. always wanted to like apply to a show. Mm-hmm. And he was like, go for it. You know, and the next thing you know, it's the theme song to Critical Role for the first campaign. Then uh, Sam approaches me and said, hey, I kind of wrote some lyrics over top of it, which turned into Your Turn to Roll. And then they sell their cartoon to Amazon Prime. And then the composer uses pieces of my two themes mm. all within the score of Vox Machina. So now I'm the co-writer of the theme song of Vox Machina. Hell yeah. And, and have all these score credits. Uh, so it, you just never, but I could have done that song for them for free and the show could have gone nowhere. Yeah. But that's, you know? yeah, sometimes you just gotta, yeah. I mean, just putting yourself out there and, and doing things on that, you know, on that free level. And yeah, I can bang out this track in a day or two. Like, sure, I can knock that out and just send it. You know, it's this this fun, that's another thing. It's really cool that we get paid and or opportunities because of something that we, at the end of the day, fucking love. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, most musicians really are like, <laughs> we love doing the shit and it's uh to get opportunities because of it. And then just, oh, okay, you need this song. And now, oh, this is the theme song for this whole Twitch channel. Every time this person goes live, like, you know, I've, I've had, tracks like that that i've commissioned for like pat stares at and you know like big channels like that yeah see it's killer that's killer they use that for a while and that just ends up sending people my way and they're like oh who's this fingers guy you know and just yeah it's definitely just putting as much stuff out there and having that body of work i think is is super important and then people can just look you up and they go down the rabbit hole that is jason charles miller go damn hmm. this guy's recorded a shit ton of stuff like so yeah, yeah. And then on, on the gig side of it too, with, you know, voice acting and, and doing the, you know, the music for games and stuff. I mean, they can just, they can hear what you're capable of immediately. And, you know, they've got those briefings where they need, you know, a certain sound and you're like, all right, I got it. You know, and here's a, here's an example of that. And that's, it, it definitely seemed like rules of nature was like a good fit for you. <laughs> like when the, you know, when that came around, you're probably like, Oh, I got this. <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then uh, I saw someone put the, the family jewels cover in there. So that, so family jewels is like a big, 
YouTuber and he asked me if I wanted to do a cover of Rules of Nature, which I thought was weird because it's kind of like covering yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he just didn't want to get copyright striked. <laughs> uh, but it was fun to do that, yeah, you know, exactly. with him and, and make a video for it and everything. And the fact that people are rediscovering the game mm-hmm. now, you know, and yeah. <laughs> someone told me it had its biggest month last month. Or something on, on Steam, probably. I mean, yeah, yeah, that probably checks out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it spikes pretty regularly, just out of nowhere, suddenly selling a million of them when the memes make the rounds again. Funny enough, I've compared it to uh, Final Fantasy fourteen calamities, and that they come, you know, sporadically, and they tend to have a an elemental catalyst to them. So, yeah, it comes in peaks and waves. There you go. Yeah. Well, guys, I got to go. I'm so sorry. Um, I got to get ready for my stream and I have an, another call in just a minute here. But uh, no worries at all. man. Thank you so much for having me. Any final questions or thoughts or anything? Um, I need to DM you for your Warrior of Light info. <laughs> Great. OK. Yeah. No problem. And if you want to plug uh, just any of your socials or any other stuff that you've got either coming out or anything, you know, we let normally people do that at the end of the show. You know, just any plugs or projects, you know, you want to talk, you know, just say for people to check out or. Sure. Well, I have an album that just came out in May called Cards on the Table. So that's just under Jason Charles Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and luckily, um, everything but Twitter is Jason Charles Miller. Twitter or X is Jason C. Miller, but I'm really easy to find. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, jump in my discord, send me a, a message anywhere. And I'm usually pretty good to respond. Awesome. Um, let's see what, what would be, can we do one cool thing? Uh, maybe like a, a voiceover thing. Like you, you maybe like say, uh, cause normally we do like an intro, uh, on the episode where like someone will say something in the voice of the character and like, kind of be like, you know, fingers, nitroid days and Apache. I need you to do the, you know, like. Basically, we normally say, like, we need you to do an interview with Jason Charles Miller. You know, like, you know, however you want to do that. Uh, If you're cool with it. If not, it's no big deal. Children of Eorzea. Days ahead. Fingers. Nitroid. Apache smash. Wolves are howling at our gates. But you must rise above and give an interview to Jason Charles Miller. Therefore, the warriors of light will rise and protect the realm. Holy shit. Hell yeah. Old doll baby, let's go. Immortal flames. <laughs> Dude, I just got chills from that. Holy crap. That was awesome. I'm calling it now. Best best episode. And I, I, sorry that wasn't for Metal Gear, but I, I don't voice anything in Metal Gear other than the song. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, you're the man, Jason. It's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> Such a blast talking with you, man. Yeah, thanks. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it. Have a good night. We're definitely checking out the stream. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right. Have a good one. Good night. Bye. Bye.